0: I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. I am loving. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glasse Film Club podcast. Yes, we are here, of course. We've got a film. And as always, we're going to review it. Very passionate about this film this week. You might feel the emotion getting to my voice as we go through it. A film myself and Callum have wanted to dive into for a long time and we decided this is the week for us. And I know I've mentioned Callum already, and I know you'll be excited to hear from him. And he's he's here again today, a mind full of thoughts and dreams and ready to share them and lay them onto his film views. Of course he's here. He's on the microphone. Callum, how are you feeling today? And how have you been?
1: Good afternoon. Um, yeah, I've been really, really good. There's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's It's brighter yes. outside. i um, been drinking more. Which kind of takes the edge off a little bit. <laughs> it's sometimes. always nice to
0: take the edge off a little
1: bit, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Um, next week you're allowed to leave your local area, so I can actually walk up a big hill, which is going to be nice. Um, I've, I, I, I mean, I've, 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 been really, really good. To be fair, like, and I think the weather's playing a huge role in that. It's bright outside. There's, you know, we're on the the COVID roadmap is going ahead. We'll soon be able to do one of these sessions together live in a pub, which oh, I cannot it's getting wait. Getting all too close, isn't it? Indeed, indeed, and it's going to be so good. Um, just to see a face that isn't sort of isn't beamed to me via a satellite. Um, Absolutely.
0: What's going to be your choice beverage for our first live discussion?
1: Oh, I mean, it depends on the weather. I mean, part of me was thinking it's got to be a Guinness, just because yeah. that's that's a staple. Drink of ours, Um, but it might might have to be a a crisp pint of lager because I have a feeling the sun's going to be out.
0: The sun hopefully will be out, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I mean, you'll be
0: bringing the sunshine anyway, Callum. Oh, thank you. I mean,
1: (laughs) when we go to the pub, the sun's going to be shining anyway. We bring the light uh, into the
0: darkness.
1: Well, the light's Fantastic. winning, as, as uh, what Matthew McConaughey says from True Detective. At once there was only darkness, so now if you ask me, the light's winning. So there we go.
0: <laughs> well, that's a lovely way to round this intro chit-chat off with a lovely metaphor, <laughs> and I'm sure there are a lot more metaphor to follow, as you teased to me earlier, Callum, but what film, as I am very excited to chat about, have we got lined up for the audience today?
1: The Perks of Being a Wallflower. What? You- film that I had recommended to Marcus years ago and every time we met up I was like have you seen it yet, have you seen it yet, have you seen it yet and he always said no and he finally got around to watching it a couple of years ago and it's been on our top 5 ever since um, a really really thought provoking film, um, it's a coming of age drama um, from 2012 uh, it's based on the book uh, of the same name written and directed by Stephen Chbosky um, stars uh, Logan Lerman who plays a character called Charlie, who's trying to navigate his way through high school. So um, he's experienced quite a lot of trauma in his life. Um, he suffered from clinical depression as a child. Um, and I wouldn't say he has quite a lot of social anxiety as a result of that. But... Um, follows his story through high school he meets two seniors um called Sam played by Emma Watson and Patrick played by Ezra Miller and they help him i guess sort of come of age um from adolescence to a a teenager the story is quite uplifting at, at first it follows the story they're you know engaging with one another they're, they're outsiders in a in a, a social system that um they seem to be at odds with they don't really associate themselves with the wider high school culture they're very much very sort of indie kids, I guess, was the phrase that we would sort of use. Um, both Patrick and Sam go off to college eventually, and Charlie then relapses and sinks back into depression because of suffering from the isolation that he's felt, because he's just made some new friends, um, and then they, they leave him, basically, and he can't cope with the isolation and the, the feeling of rejection. The film uh, ends with... Uh, They come back from college once Charlie's readmitted into um, uh, a hospital. And uh, Sam and Patrick come back from college. And the film ends with all three characters travelling through a tunnel, um, listening to David Bowie's heroes. And um, Charlie professes that he feels infinite. Um, And then the film ends there. They've travelled from adolescence to teenage, teenage years. They've come of age... Patrick and Sam have gone to college and Charlie's confident in his identity, or at least the tunnel seems to suggest. But as Marcus teased earlier, this film is laden with metaphors. But I suppose that's the overview, really. It's a coming-of-age film about three um, three teenagers that are kind of well, navigating the sinews of, of life, I guess. of, of uh, Yeah, coming-of-age.
0: Thank you, Colin. Wonderful of you. And as I said, there's a lot going on in the film, but it's very much that journey for all three of those main characters. Straight away, when first watching this film, and then on rewatching it, what really resonates with me, and I feel makes me feel such strong emotion, was the film. Is that yes, it's the coming of age, and I always get a lot from a coming of age, as we talked about before when we've watched previous films of that theme. But this one concentrates a lot more on the coming of age of the outsider. And I know that is a theme in a lot of films where, okay, bit different, find your way in the world. But this isn't find your way in the world like, oh, you find there's an outsider, gets into the mainstream and fits into society. <laughs> These are three people who know they're on uh, the outsider society, but they feel like they're above it and... Beyond the things that they need to get involved with, the trivialities of high school, like the jocks and the social groups and things like that, they're part of this mixed group and they refer to themselves as wallflowers. They're a bit indie, they're a bit different, they're a bit weird, but they find connection in that. And through that, they have shared negative experiences and they feel deeper emotion because of that but because they feel that deeper emotion they get the benefits of feeling that deeper emotion they can feel higher thought they go beyond those trivialities of high school and they actually connect on a much stronger and deeper level and he sees the film goes on they build the characters much more because of that and that line i feel infinite just sums that film so much and i feel grasps a state of thought which is very hard to portray in film or art but they do it so well showing how this group go through a journey together but that journey is only because they connect on that idea of being slightly different and being the outsider And the film as a whole is not looking at that as something that should be overcome, but something that is actually a positive, should be embraced. And actually, those who walk the straight line, and in this, those who conform to the tropes of high school, are the ones who are missing out on the real joys of life. And those three, as they go through that tunnel at the end, have conquered that found some identity in themselves but embrace this wider feeling that they have within them the connection they've got and they actually reach higher because of it and they get so much from it and that just resonated with me so much and watching it again it hits home and it makes you feel like through films like this but in your own life you can achieve something higher than just the day-to-day things that hold you down and it's uplifting but it's fulfilling in a in a deep way i don't oh yes you can describe it as heartwarming and i use the word fulfilling them but i think that deep satisfaction it gives you and it fills you with something that's very satisfying and i think that's the main thing that i got from this film it goes through some other themes and we'll dive into those but that feeling of the outsider embracing something deeper within themselves for that real fulfillment and satisfaction i think is amazing for this film, and it nails it so well what about you colin what what did it give you I mean, I
1: I watched this film when I was at university, and I guess for a lot of coming-of-age films, they seem to... F- the age always... They always seem to be 15, 16, 17. I don't necessarily feel like anyone ever... Well, where, does anyone ever really come of age? Um, the thing that I loved about this film is that it does it challenge that, really. Like, being outsiders in their sort of in their high school life they find solace not only in each other but also particularly Charlie in the, the books that he reads um I loved how thought provoked how many sort of how it used literature as a way to sort of mirror Charlie's life like when he's reading on the road and the great Gatsby and to kill a mockingbird books that sort of I'd read at university. I could then sort of see where he was coming from, having no knowing what those stories are about. So this almost life affirming literature, in a way, I love that. I love, I loved all the different the the little things about the film, like the even even when he puts little book the books on the on his shelf and he's sort of talking to the audience, this sort of internal monologue, and he's writing to him, his his future self as well. He keeps saying, "You know," he even like keeps saying how. He's on on this long journey, and I just loved how uh, sort of introspective the film is. Like it's very it's it's about Charlie looking in on himself. I think we all do that um, a lot of the time, and um, I just love the tone of it as well. Like it's the fact that it's set in the nineties as well. I just sort of the pre-internet sort of age when you know you couldn't really get access to. Basically, they have to sort of navigate their own feeling in a way. Like, the internet's going not going to tell them how to feel. And their engagement mm-hmm. with the world comes from con- having actual conversations with people and, and reading um, books and sort of listening to music and things like that. Whereas I feel like a lot of people's engagement with the world now is very sort of... Well, it, it's all moderated by sort of internet algorithms and things like that. But one thing that this film does quite well is that it strips all that back and I think the fact that it's set in sort of the 90s as well is it's kind of like the last moment before the coming of the uh, sort of the internet and the digital age I guess yeah, yeah, and yeah. Their, their engagement with the world is, is so much more um, visceral as a result of that through literature mm-hmm. and through um, uh, each other and music and things like that like even just the fact that putting a cassette in a truck and then listening to Bowie and that, that tunnel scene is just outrageous. Amazing, <laughs> like, isn't it? Amazing. It's just it's so good. Um yeah, for me it was it was just the sort of the tone of the film and and how the the how it dealt with trauma as well was quite interesting. Um but we'll come on to that later. But for me it was yeah. the tone all the way.
0: I think that's a really nice observation that you said there with it being set in the nineties before the impending digital age where they explore their relationships and emotions through conventional means through conversation through art through the day-to-day lives and society rather than having this other outlet to grapple with and like you said how different people's interactions with the world and others are now in the way that you can interact in the way that you're fed data or lives or the culture and things like that and each character purposely have their own artistic quirk. So the lead character Charlie, not Charlie, yeah Charlie. Remind me, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> never good. I'm never good at remembering the names of the character. Charlie. Yes, he's a writer. Really into um, books, but also writing. He then gets getting into music because of Sam. That's her artistic quirk. She really likes music. And then Patrick has got this theatrical side, Mm. whether he's performing in class, you see him uh, very early on in the film. He's been held back in woodwork class and he's doing an impersonation of the teacher. But then you see that he's the lead in a Rocky Horror production. They've all got their own different artistic quirk. And you can tell that's purposely done for the very reason that you said, is that it's them exploring their own identity through their artistic work. So straight away, I think that's really great of the film, setting it in the 90s, that like you said, before this digital age, to see how people of that age can explore their identity through that, and they don't have to battle with the way that people do now. But I also really like what you said there in and I'm going to link this to then to the characters, but what you said about the introspection of the film and how this is seen mostly through Charlie and the writing that he does. In essentially what's a diary form, and he does it in letters to what's a kind of unnamed person in it. You can put your guesses on who that might be or if it's anyone, but it has this kind of diary form of it. And this ties into what I was saying at the beginning. I like what you said there. Is like he's exploring himself... And his own messed up mind and it goes to the extreme of that because he has clinical depression so it was the extreme of someone being introspective he explores it and you get that inner monologue written out through these letters and I think they have to go to the extreme to explore that because like you said everyone thinks internally about themselves and explore themselves but he's doing it to a more of an extreme than the other but what I said at the beginning and what I think ties really nicely to that and this is why these Characters all have their artistic sides which help them explore themselves, is that the film is saying, yes, we all explore ourselves, and often it leads to damaging places, but these three people, these three wallflowers, they lead to damaging places in their lives when they search through themselves, but when they go through that journey, when they go through the tunnel, it actually leads them to a bigger and better place than those who don't go through that deep dive within who don't dig as far as their internal trauma and keep it at the surface these three people go to the deep depths of their internal trauma and go through some really tough times doing it but on the other side of it is a better person a bigger person who can experience more from life and actually get something from that um bigger intrinsic look at themselves and i love that message of it it's not saying look a lot of people have trauma but we can work through it by friends and other things in society it's saying we all have internal thoughts and some have more trauma than other but at the other side of that is something beautiful and you have to go through that journey to get there it's a coming of age not saying let's try and fit in society and solve our issues it's saying let's go through what's within us to find what we actually are and become that person at the end of it who can experience life in a much bigger and fuller way and i think that message is amazing and i think it's delivered so well through the quirks of those three characters and for that it's a great piece of filmmaking but the script holds up so well because of the writing of those characters what were your thoughts specifically on the individual characters and what they offered
1: no indeed and I, i love how that that triumvirate the, the whole character rests on those artistic quirks they all have their own sort of I like the way you put that they all have their own avenues of how they engage with the world yeah, and yeah. how they define themselves in that respect like, there's a great scene when um, Charlie gets given a suit for Christmas and then he wears it to school and then yeah. um, he says to his teacher um, oh did you have a good Christmas and he uh, uh, was it good? And it was like not nearly as good as the day that you're gonna have Sinatra. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just quite funny in that respect. Um, but they're all they're all sort of um, slowly defining themselves. Like um, Sam's character really really likes the Beatles tune uh, something. Like Charlie gives him mm. the uh, the vinyl copy of it and things like that. And even that, like the sort of the the, the physicality of the of the of the record and the engagement with the artwork i just think it's it's just something that um from a sort of emotional perspective is 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 kind of being lost in the contemporary i guess but for me like the the, my favorite character i mean i I do like paul rudd's character i mean he doesn't necessarily yeah
0: let's just take him on for a bit of paul rudd appreciation here
1: indeed yeah i mean i just he just he's just cool isn't he like it's just everything like his outfit his hair he's the guy he's the guy he, he's he he. he he's, i want i want to be him in that film basically just a a teacher who had a play put up in new york once and i oh, just didn't necessarily chime with it and now he just teaches uh lovely high school kids thing about books and stuff and yeah sort of anyway sorry i just got into a bit of a, a poor appreciation moment then um I love the metaphor of the tunnel because I think this is where the characters really um, explore their their journeys because the tunnel is really, really significant because it f- it's representing that journey from adolescence to teenage that sort of coming of age is too much of a simplistic term there's more, it's a bit more complex and nuanced than that, you know, they have epiphanies as to who they are but the whole realisation that um, when Sam find, finally finds out what the song what the david bowie song is called heroes when she goes off to college that's kind of life affirming in a way it's like i found the song that was kind of like the sound i found the name of the song that was the soundtrack for our youth basically and that would like that would that would never happen now if you hear a song it's quite a hilarious
0: pre-internet quirk that isn't it
1: yeah it's it's you'd you'd never that would never happen now and i just think it's it adds it just adds to that that sort of the growing up is something that's quite pure and it's not mechanically mandated or sort it's of innocent. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. And the, the sort of the juxtaposition as well, between what Charlie's going through and the books that he's reading as well, like all the books that he puts on his shelf, um, as you said off Mike, they were there about outsiders as well. And they're all, they're all about sort of coming to terms with who those characters are as, as, as people like on the road, for example, Sort of making sense of like who 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 they are like who they are as, like Jack Carowak and D, like Dean Moriarty as well like trying to find out who they are as people. The Great Gatsby, Gatsby lives alone in this big mansion, yearning to sort of fall back in for, to be with Daisy again. And you got to kill a mockingbird, sort of you know a young person's journey awakening to racism. In this instance, that's juxtaposed with Patrick's um, sort of homophobic abuse that he experiences there's so many different parallels there to watch the rich literature that charlie reads and then the experiences experiences that he has he he navigates his life through literature and the, when he's in the tunnel he says i feel infinite it's like it's that moment where he just can't be he feels like he can't be touched he's eternal like the feeling that he's experiencing is almost impossible to measure it's infinite human feeling is infinite um it's a kaleidoscope of feelings that cannot possibly ever find an, an end it's a very natural thing and he's experiencing this through friendship through art through literature through just living and it's yeah it's a really lovely um innocent experience bef- the bef- like the pre-internet age and that's what i love about it and that's what i i love the sort of the 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 character, how how the characters mirror that sort of um, modernity, but modernity to them, basically. That that's what I I really like about it. Like all the oddities in Charlie's life that he kind of has to navigate and stuff. And they are they all the characters are oddities. They're all unique in their own way. Um, all fit, fe- all very intelligent, and all fiercely. um... Confidence—the wrong word, but certainly um, fiercely innocent, I guess. Because um, I guess at the end of the day, they are just—they are just kids. That's the—that's the fundamental of it, isn't it? They're just kids making that, trying to understand who they are as human beings. And um, you know, Charlie deals with quite a lot of trauma, and we will talk about this a little bit look, at length in a second. But I do really like the the way the film moves in terms of. As Charlie grows up, as he reads this literature, as he sort of tries to understand who he is, he slowly realises that um, his aunt was abusing him Mm -hmm. now that he's old enough to understand that trauma, basically. Like, he doesn't understand it at first. Um, He doesn't understand that, that Aunt Ellen was going through quite serious mental health issues as well. Obviously, that doesn't excuse her abuse, but it certainly adds another layer to that idea of understanding your fellow human beings. And as Charlie gets older and as he has his epiphanies through the tunnel and how, when he goes back to the hospital, he slowly realizes as he comes of age that he was abused. And it's about making sense of that human Is that again is, you know, sort of mandated through art, friendship and literature. Um mm-hmm. For me, that's the main sort of driving of the film really.
0: Yeah absolutely and it's beautifully done in all of those elements and just to throw back to what you said that line I feel infinite which he says on two occasions it just it resonates so much but works so well with what they're going through and the exploration of his internal feelings and identity that line just mm-hmm. captures it without meaning anything particular it means so much at the same time but I just want to bring this back around to what I was saying before, and what you were talking about, the idea of outsiders. And covered that a lot in terms of what we're saying about the characters and their role within society in it. But I think there's an amazing subplot which really drives home this message of what I was saying of how much these characters get out of exploring themselves internally and how they grow so much out of it. But those who just conform to the societal norms and are imprisoned by it are squashed down and actually are prisoners of that and can't allow themselves to grow. And that subplot is Patrick's relationship with uh, the guy who's in the football team. So obviously Mm. they're both gay, but Patrick is openly gay, whereas Brad, is it? Yeah. Some, they're yeah, in there. We there. Go. The characters' <laughs> names are in there. whereas Brad. He's not openly gay, so the relationship is in private. So they said to start off with when they first got together, he had to be drunk to be with him. Then he got over that, and but they'd still be in private. And that gets to the point of later on in the film where Brad's dad catches them in the basement, and then really. Beats like beats the crap out of him, basically. And he comes into school next day, black eyes, but says that he got jumped in a park. And basically, that's the continuation of when he goes to school, he won't acknowledge Patrick. But Patrick finally confronts him. They have a big fight, and then that leads to the Charlie stepping in. Anyway, that's a separate bit, but I just want to keep it to that subplot of that relationship because what that shows is that Patrick is openly gay and he is um growing as a character and by the end of it we realize that he's learned so much from exploring his own feelings and growing as a person whereas Brad isn't and he still refuses to be openly gay by the end of it even when he is found out by his dad that he's having a relationship but he is repressed he feels the need to publicly still play this jock role and there's that small scene where Charlie sat there like in the office Um, let's say of the head teacher after he's just been in that fight and he's like, oh, thank you for saving him. But yeah, he won't go and say that to Patrick. He won't actually step up and do anything about it. It's implied that he just carries on in this repressed mindset. He doesn't become the character who grows, even though he's in a higher social status within the film. He's not the one who actually becomes infinite by the end of it, feels themselves and grows as a character. And what an amazing subplot that is, because what's that saying? Is what the wider film is saying, is that... If you explore yourself internally, you can grow, whereas what society teaches us to do is fit into a box, suppress our emotions, but actually stunt that growth and not explore what's within. So I think that's an amazing subplot they use to show that wider theme of outsiders and the growth that can be experienced through it. I just wanted to round off with that point there. Let's pick back up on what you were saying, Callum, about trauma. Because obviously, Charlie and sam both go through similar similar childhood trauma in it and and that's one of the reasons they connect so much as the film goes on and then develop their romantic relationship what do you think the film is really showing us about trauma and what parts of the film depict this
1: um i think i mean there's 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 several aspects of trauma in charlie's life i mean it all stem charlie's trauma all stems well actually no that's, that's not I guess you could say that all of Charlie's trauma comes from his experiences as a child. Um and as a consequence he's very sort of in, inverted. His um dancing plays a huge role. He, he doesn't necessarily dance much because if you dance you're you it's an expression of, of, of I guess of for you are, it's a confident expression. Mm-hmm. Um and he uh, throughout the film he, he doesn't dance. He, he actively doesn't do that and I think that's representative of the the childhood trauma that he's that he's experienced um and that's the thing that makes him quite repressed and obviously when he goes to the um the rocky horror show and he's he's sort of the unraveling of his body as well he's wrapped up in those bandages and then he's unraveled and he's wearing um quite a tight pair of uh gold underpants um but again that that's that shows that he's he's not necessarily coming to terms with his, his trauma but he's sort of his trauma's being unravelled slowly as he understands who he is, I guess. Um, so that's quite a nice metaphor there. Um, I think there's different layers to it in that respect, though, because fundamentally his Aunt Helen abused him and we don't actually realise that until the, towards the end when he has his relapse after Sam and Patrick go off to college. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it took that to sort of for it for his it's it come out the fact that he felt quite safe it was a safe mm-hmm. space when he was with sam and patrick and then once that sort of safe space dissipates once it's gone there's no there's, there's there's no one to sort of control that anymore that energy that nervous energy that he's had just comes to a head and he and he eventually relapses and i think that's part of how he realizes that he was abused and he has those all those different life experiences he he sort of slowly comes to terms with that and his parents also don't know um that he was abused either so it's almost like it's an epiphany on all accounts i think um i read an article in the guardian that um the film doesn't deal with trauma in a in a respectful way it doesn't dig deeper in, into the idea of trauma which i think is quite harsh given the fact that um charlie's experience of coming to terms with trauma, I think, is quite um what's the word? Uh quite meaning it's quite meaningful in a way, because the way he makes sense of his trauma is through that safe space with Sam and Patrick. And the way he makes sense of his trauma is through literature and his teacher and things like that. And all the different oddities in, in Charlie's life are navigated through on un- trying to understand why he he is the way he is um i think it deals with different layers of trauma in quite a nice interesting way and, and and i guess the thing the main thing about it is that he goes through most of the film not realizing he'd been abused and then by the end of the film he, he finally understands that and he only he can only understand that through the life experiences that he has through his adolescence and that's what yeah. the tunnel represents basically and and that's why it's a nice Um, way to address trauma because it's something trauma in this instance is something that a human being can't possibly try and conceptualize or make sense of because it's so it's so so raw for charlie it's so um horrible what's happened to him that takes time to, to to come to terms with um it's the, it's it's death as well. It takes time to make sense of it, understand why it's occurred, and understand why you are the way you are. That that's a process, and Charlie's process is all about understanding who he is. It's coming mm-hmm. of age, basically. Um, that's the way I think the, the film addresses trauma.
0: Yeah, well, I think it does address trauma well. So the article you said there, I think, is a little bit off base because it addresses it, it normalises it to the sense of look, this is an acceptable thing to explore and we are going to explore it here in which they do well. I think how it explores trauma is it explores personal trauma through other individuals. The film is saying people's trauma is played out and potentially resolved by it playing out through other individuals. It's only when he's able to make a good friendship group that that trauma is played out through other people his experiences with them his experiences in alone as a result of being with them and like i said he has a breakdown but that's because he's been able to explore that trauma and it finally comes to the surface what that trauma is that deep trauma that he suffered as a child that comes to the surface because it's been able to pass through those other individuals and come back to him and another one of the great lines in the film, which again gets repeated, it gets said twice, is that we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm, and that mm. is in relation to when he's he wants to be with Sam and he is exploring the idea of love and why people end up being in relationships with people who treat them badly. But I think that line is very much saying, and the film's exploration of trauma is saying that other people's influence on our life and our own personal and mental experience is huge both positive and negative his trauma is solved well we we assume that it's resolved to an extent at the end because of these relationships he developed in a positive way and he's able to work through that through the interactions he's had with others but then in terms of the romantic sense sam's inability to really develop positive romantic relationships is because she was abused as a child as well and what that's saying and what the film is showing us there is that other people's influence on our life isn't just for the positive resolving things but it influences his life highly in the negative way she is that person she is and has all those messed up feelings and her interaction knock on interaction with others it's because how people have treated her when she was younger. And that line just sums it up so beautifully is that we accept the love we think we deserve. Our perception of love and perception of how people treat us is formed exactly by how people do treat us in our lives it's not a set standard that everyone holds the same to them and when people do go to explore other people's standards of that they think it's off because they've not experienced that same one and that's why they connect so much because they have experienced that same standard of love and it's a very low one and only together they can find out that that's not the right standard and that line just sums it up so nicely and it's mr anderson who delivers it to him and then he goes and passes it onto sam which again just shows how these things pass on and influence lives but it just shows so much how people's um whether it be trauma or perception of love is influenced so strongly by others and that can move people both negatively and positively and the beauty of the film is it starts off with that having a negative effect but leads at the end of the journey to that positive influence and it comes full circle and again another reason why this film is so beautiful Anyway, Callum, we're going to have to round this off because, Mm. again, like many of the films that we adore, we could go on all day, but I put it to you to give us a summary and please give us your final rating out of 10, as usual, what this film
1: is to you. In the broadest sense of the term, the film is is a coming-of-age drama about someone who's making sense of their identity through um, an engagement with uh, art, literature and friendship um it's a uh, a comment i think on how we interact with one another as human beings um it's a comment on how um feeling isn't always something that can be quite can be isn't always something that can be fixed it's something that can that's got many different layers to it hence the phrase i am infinite um it's a film about how uh, people who feel a disconnect with the environment that they're in can find love and hope in, like I said, friendship and art and literature. Um, and I guess it's sort of about it's about it's about journey and ad- the journey from adolescence to to being a a teenager and an early adult, I guess, and how that's played out through the the setting of uh, of your education um, and. I guess it's a film as well about sort of identity as well in terms of how do you identify yourself when you experience various trauma and when you're not really sure who you are and and how how these feelings are impacting you in a way you come into mm-hmm. terms with your own sort of mental health as well how you you navigate your 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 life. Um, I'm giving it ten out of ten. Obviously, it's consistently up there in the top five whenever someone, yeah. whenever someone says. What, well, I, I don't. Not many people ask me what my top five films are. I always ask them just so I can bring this up and, and, and <laughs> really, talk to them it. about. <laughs> Perks being a wallflower. Um, but yeah, it's always in my top five. Um, has been since since the day I saw it. And um, yeah, I. It's yeah, it's up there for sure.
0: Thank you very much, Callan. I'm going to keep this quite brief because I think I've got out everything I wanted to say about this <laughs> film. But just to summarise, I love how it shows these outsiders and how much they get out of life because they are outsiders and embrace that and explore their inner thoughts and workings. Absolutely beautiful. The film's put together so well. Visually great, but the storytelling's amazing. The script works so well and the devices it uses are amazing to link the story together and the music it attaches to that is so good. So it rounds off perfectly in getting the message across that it wants to, but developing the characters in a way that they work together wonderfully. Amazing film, Callum, it is a 10 out of 10. It's perfection, like absolutely perfect film. Some people may not believe in perfection, but I would argue that we've watched this film because this is perfection. Same as you, and I do worry that sometimes that we have two similar opinions on these and we just adoring the films together i don't think there's anything wrong with that it is a 10 out of 10 perks of being a wallflower absolutely amazing i'm glad we've now reviewed it The timing was great amazing it's going to be in there in the archives forever and i look forward to when i next watch it and the joy it will add to my life once again we got there Cullen. we did it we did Thank you very much. Once again, have you enjoyed the experience of reviewing that film?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said it, it's up there in my top 5. Like it's any excuse to talk about a film that um we both love. This is going to go on the list as well for the extended The Glass Eye extended edition. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, the, pub the pub chat. Yeah, indeed.
0: Brilliant. Well, I hope that in the meantime you do land yourself the Mr. Anderson Paul Rudd suits eventually. and mm. know you're working towards the full look of Paul Rudd and persona, so keep going. I believe well,
1: I'm, you. I, I, am, I am growing my hair. My hair's. I've <laughs> just got to push it back a little bit, and it's got the sort of the Paul Rudd vibe in the film Perfect. going on already. So I'm Dealing halfway it. there.
0: And then all you need to do is get your play on in New York, and we are absolutely go <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Callum. Thank you very much. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope the audience have as well. We'll be back once again very soon. With more film reviews, we'll have some more interviews coming up as well. But until then, keep watching great films. Keep chatting about them because we certainly will. We hope to see you again very soon. But until then, see you later.